Welcome to Your Story is Your Strength podcast, a podcast about how your story or journey through life, its events and activities is your strength. What is storytelling and how can your story become your strength? Thank you for joining us today for episode eight, Disconnect to Connect. I'm Sarah Locke, your host, and today I'd like to discuss embracing the concept of disconnecting to connect and prioritizing quality connections by doing less. Now, if you know me, you know that this is a personal challenge of mine, as I am always looking to be online, building schedules, creating to-do lists, keeping active, and busy. But as we're quickly approaching the holiday season, with Thanksgiving approaching, and soon after that Christmas, and then New Year's, I wanted to take a moment and point out that we don't have to buy it all, cook it all, or do it all. In today's fast-paced world, where we are constantly bombarded with notifications and obligations, it's becoming increasingly crucial to take a step back and reassess our priorities. In a society driven by productivity and constant connectivity, we often find ourselves overcommitted, struggling to maintain meaningful relationships, and insert your own overwhelming feelings here. However, by deliberately disconnecting and doing less, we can focus on quality connections that truly matter. In today's episode, let's explore the importance of disconnecting to connect and the power of promising smaller things to show genuine care. There are real benefits to disconnecting. And I say this out loud and share it with you because I know them, but I just am not good at practicing them myself. So hopefully this episode gets me more motivated to do so because in our hyper-connected world, it's so easy to fall into the trap of constant busyness and never-ending to-do lists. I get washed into this so easily by the waves that keep me connected to friends, family, and those new connections that I've never even met online. All of a sudden, because I'm connected online, on social media, I have events on my calendar to connect with a new group of friends I met on social media for a Friendsgiving. I have three light up your Jeep Christmas parades that I've entered with another online group. And of course, all of the family obligations. I have plans to go to my partner's mother's house for Thanksgiving and have taken on a few cooking responsibilities and the traveling to get there and the timing of it all. And then coming straight back home to New Hampshire to pick up my daughter and rush to upstate New York to be with my family over the weekend as I will miss them on the actual holiday. So I know all I really wanna do is have a small meal at home with my partner and daughter. Somewhere in the mix, we all feel like we are obligated to make everyone else happy while trying to make ourselves happy too. Is it even possible? The answer I've come up with is no. And I know the only reason I wanna just sit and be still with the holidays is because the level of anxiety of it all, of buying everyone something, cooking everything to my level of perfection, and being there through different states for different people is necessary around the holidays when loved ones are missing or estranged. Those left have to try harder and be more to fill the void. But even regular people are exhausted and I show up to the party smiling and energized, fighting all the while with my MS fatigue. I just wanna sit and find myself asking selfishly, when will it be my turn to just sit? 
and struggling with the fact that I've never been one to just sit and must keep going. It's an internal battle. Who's with me? However, I recently read that disconnecting allows us to create space for meaningful interactions. By taking breaks from our devices and digital distractions, we can be present in the moment and fully engage with others. And I find during the holidays, this is important, but near impossible. Teenagers don't want to talk to people in the room they're in with. Smaller children need to be distracted by electronics so the adults can even try to socialize without being pulled on for attention. So how can we disconnect? Our culture has become so engrossed in technology and its ability to distract and entertain that gone are the days where the kids sit in front of the fireplace playing jacks while mom and grandma cook and the aunts fix everything up on the table is perfect and people sit around snacking on mixed nuts waiting for the meal to be ready. Yes, I said jacks. Even though we do know that disconnecting also promotes self-reflection, helping us identify our true priorities and values, which in turn allows us to build stronger connections. And let me be honest, it's the time of thanks and giving and being grateful for what we have, who we have, and how blessed we are. We all know those connections that need to be built are those with our families, our friends, our children that we perhaps see daily but don't because of sporting schedules, school activities, work obligations, and again, electronics and our time on devices to numb the reality happening around us. I hear myself talking in circles and I welcome your thoughts as well because isn't it an ever going battle of what to do, how to cope with the mix between electronics, online personas of who we are and what we actually are, I personally find myself taking pictures to capture the memories, but then want to share them with the, my followers online. Why? Why do I feel the need to share so much? Is it to show that I'm doing something, that I'm happy, that I'm fulfilled? When I put down my phone and sat thinking about this episode's topic, it quickly all went away because there's a simple answer. I do it because it's my brand. It's who I am. I am someone that is open honest and transparent and shares the ups and downs of living one's best life with MS, being a mom to a teenager, having an active partner, and sometimes working 10-hour days and what that might look like. I am not always active and posting like crazy, but when I am, I'm with family or friends or likely a weekend, and I'm disconnected from the TV to get outside, but still capturing those moments of my legs helping me get to the top of another mountain, or my partner and I finding quality time in the woods together away from the rush of the world around us, or my daughter and I cooking something fun and experimenting in the kitchen. Prioritizing quality connections is key. I just might do that differently than others, and we all need to figure out what works for us. I can't sit here and talk about the perfect model of disconnecting to connect for you, as I don't know your life. I don't know what you have going on and how you're living it. But I do know when we commit to doing less, we free up valuable time and energy to invest in quality connections. And during the holidays, that should be with whomever we call family. By focusing on a select few relationships, we can allocate more attention, care, and authenticity to each other. I know that my quality connections are my partner, her mother, my own parents, my daughter, and the friends I consider my tribe. 
It's a small group and one that I will do whatever I can do during the holidays. But I know I have to consider doing it within my capabilities. And maybe it can't happen this year, but I know it can't continue with me doing it all, being everywhere for everyone. I must slow down and pick which family, which holiday, and when to spend it with just my nuclear group. The traveling to Vermont, back to New Hampshire, up to New York, it takes a lot out of me and I always feel like I have to be on. I want to be thankful for everyone that holds space in my life. I don't want to resent my connections and hope that those that I can't spend time with physically over the holidays know that I am there in spirit and cherish our relationships, but no one, even you, can be everything and everywhere all at once. And yes, around the holidays, there might be other places altogether you might want to be, but we owe it to ourselves to try to keep family and friends priority, no matter how revved up they can get us. They are family. We all have our dynamics, smile, and just try to have a good time because these quality connections have the power to uplift our spirits, provide emotional support, and enhance our overall well-being. I know the time that I'm now spending with my mom and dad are amazing. The memories that come flooding back, the stories that we're once again sharing, the emotional support that they're giving me through everything happening in my life, it's improving my overall well-being. They're family. These connections build on trust, empathy, and genuine interest in one another's lives. By prioritizing them, we cultivate deeper and more meaningful relationships. And who doesn't want a more meaningful relationship with their family members? Especially those that we only get to see briefly around the holidays or maybe a handful of times the rest of the year. Make it work. Make it happen. Prioritize. I want to take a breath, though, and also touch on the power of promising smaller things. I say this all the time. I don't need things. I need you. I don't want things like clothes, objects, things. In a world obsessed with grand gestures and extravagant promises, there's immense value in promising smaller things, more meaningful things. By doing so, we show that we genuinely care about the well-being of others. It's often the little acts of kindness that leave a lasting impact. Whether it's a heartfelt conversation, a thoughtful gesture, or simply being present for someone, these smaller promises can create a ripple effect of positivity in our relationships. I know when my partner just sits and listens about my day and doesn't add any how to helps or next steps, but really listens and asks questions that it's a heartfelt conversation, that she actually cares. And that's what matters to me. These conversations, the rides in the car on the way to the mountain, on the way to pick up dinner. Those are the conversations I cherish and mean so much more to me than a bigger gift. By focusing on smaller achievable commitments, we're also demonstrating our dedication and sincerity. Remember that this holiday season, inflation is a thing. Food, electricity, Essentials are costing more, and they are what matter. Heating the house, keeping our bellies full. Let's not force extravagant gifts this year. Let's challenge you, right? Let's challenge each other. Just being there and the smallest of gestures can mean the most to some people. 
perhaps not our kids, but our parents, our aunts, our cousins, that family we so much need in our life. I bet they would just appreciate you there off your phone and letting them tell you that story from long ago for the 10th time with a smile on your face. Me personally, I can buy myself whatever I need. So don't fret about gifts. Give me your time. Let's chat, catch up, have a meal together and call it a great day. All that I've talked about today are ways of showing that we have genuine care for those we are choosing to be around. No, it isn't easy. Yes, it is hard to perhaps not attend all of the holiday parties and do all of the things everyone has planned, but let's prioritize and remember that disconnecting and doing less not only allows us to prioritize our own well-being, but also enables us to show genuine care for others. When we are fully present and attentive, we can be actively listening, empathize, and support those around us. An example is recently I had a little time to spare, so I sent a quick text to a dear friend that I don't see enough and asked if she wanted to meet for lunch. That hour together where you're just talking, that could be the world. That can mean the world to them and exactly what you needed. I know it was for us that day. By giving our undivided attention, we communicate that their feelings, thoughts, and experiences truly matter to us. Authentic connections are nurtured when we make the effort to be present and demonstrate that we care about others' happiness and growth. So this holiday season, in a world overwhelmed by constant connectivity, let's make choosing to disconnect to connect an essential practice. Let's prioritize quality connections over quantity, promising smaller things, and showing gesture and care. They're all integral components of building meaningful relationships. By doing less and focusing on what truly matters, we can cultivate deep connections that enrich our lives and the lives of those around us. So let's embrace the power of disconnecting, promise smaller things, and show that we genuinely care. Thank you for joining me today. And until next time, own your story, tell it well, and share it often.